Good morning, Anchor. This is Kaylee Shella checking in with today's top stories. The Associated Press reports that China has filed a World Trade Organization complaint challenging President Trump's tariff hike on imported steel and aluminum. The tariff spat is one element of a wide-ranging trade dispute between Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping's government. Trump has also threatened to increase duties on $50 billion of Chinese goods in a separate conflict over technology policy. China has requested 60 days of consultations with the United States on the steel and aluminum dispute, according to the WTO. If that fails, the next step could be for Beijing to request a ruling from a panel of trade experts. Beijing says Trump's decision to impose additional duties of 25% on steel and 10% on aluminum violate international trade rules. Steel and aluminum are among Chinese industries in which supply exceeds demand. China's trading partners complain its mills are exporting their surplus at improperly low prices, threatening jobs in the United States and Europe. China's government issued a $3 billion list of U.S. goods including pork, apples, and steel pipes on March 25th that it said might be targeted for retaliation if Trump fails to negotiate a settlement to the dispute over steel and aluminum charges. A hospital official has confirmed that Yulia Skripal, one of two Russian targets of nerve agent poisoning, has been discharged. Officials said Tuesday that she will continue to need medical care as she recovers from the March 4th attack. Dr. Christine Blanchard said, quote, This is not the end of her treatment, but marks a significant milestone. Officials say her father, ex-spy Sergei Skripal, continues to improve in hospital. His release date has not yet been set. The two were poisoned March 4th in an attack that has led to a prolonged confrontation between Russia and Britain. Britain blames the Russian government for the incident, and Russia denies all involvement. Fox News Channel's Laura Ingram returned to work with Defiance Monday, denouncing a quote-unquote Stalinist effort by liberals to stifle the free speech of conservatives and promising to make fighting it her new cause. She made no mention of the advertisers who had abandoned her own program after she tweeted that a survivor of the Parkland, Florida school shooting had quote-unquote whined about not getting into some colleges that he had applied for. That high school senior, David Hogg, responded by suggesting that people offended by Ingram's remark contact her advertisers. Some 19 companies responded by saying that they won't air commercials on Ingram's show. Ingram was on vacation for a week after apologizing via social media for the tweet. She hasn't discussed that episode with her viewers specifically, but it didn't take much reading between the lines to realize it was on her mind Monday. Ingram even played a video clip of Bill Maher saying some liberals have defended free speech. Mar last week came out against a boycott of Ingram's program. She said that, quote-unquote, left-wing retaliatory hit squads respond to speech that makes them uncomfortable by trying to evict opponents from the public square instead of debating their ideas. She said, quote, the free speech clause to our constitution doesn't just apply to speech our elites deem acceptable. Hogg has been among the most vocal of the Parkland students arguing in favor of stricter laws on gun safety. Ingram has resisted stricter gun laws. Senator Tammy Duckworth has given birth to a baby girl, making her the first U.S. senator to give birth while in office. The Illinois Democrat announced she delivered her second daughter, Miley Pearl Bowlesby, on Monday. Her office says Duckworth is recovering well and asked for privacy. Duckworth, a 50-year-old veteran who lost her legs in the Iraq War, is one of only 10 lawmakers who have given birth while in Congress. Her first daughter, Abigail, was born in 2014. Duckworth says Miley's middle name is in honor of Duckworth's husband's great-aunt, Pearl Bowlesby Johnson, who was an army officer and nurse in World War II. She says she's grateful to friends and family and, quote, our wonderful medical teams for everything they've done to help us in our decades-long journey to complete our family. 
Federal agents on Monday raided the office of President Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, seizing records on topics including a $130,000 payment made to a porn actress who says she had sex with Trump more than a decade ago. The raid on Cohen's office was done by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan and was based at least partly on a referral from special counsel Robert Mueller, according to Cohen's lawyer, Stephen Ryan. Ryan said in a statement, quote, The decision by the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York to conduct their investigation using search warrants is completely inappropriate and unnecessary. It resulted in the unnecessary seizure of protected attorney-client communications between a lawyer and his clients. The raid creates a new legal headache for Trump, even as he and his attorneys weigh whether to agree to an interview with Mueller's team, which, in addition to investigating potential ties between Russia and the Trump campaign, is also examining whether the president's actions constitute obstruction of justice. The law enforcement action will almost certainly amplify the public scrutiny on the payment to the actress Stormy Daniels, which was made just days before the 2016 presidential election. Trump told reporters last week that he did not, in fact, know about the payment. Still, the existence of a referral from Mueller's office to the Manhattan U.S. attorney suggests that the matter isn't related to Russia. That's all I've got for you for now. To stay up to date on all things news, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Anchor and at Kaylee Chella. That's at C-A-I-L-L-E-Y Chella. Kaylee Chella, checking out.